Hello and welcome to uh, DST Presents uh, Twin Peaks. This is a spin-off podcast from Don't Spoil the Ending, uh, which is our main podcast, looking into movies and, and TV shows, video games, but we're looking into uh, Twin Peaks in particular. My name's John. Hello, and my name's Nick. <laughs> Good to see you again, Nick. And you, John. Been a week. Been <laughs> <laughs> more of an hour, but... <laughs> Yeah, so we're, we're looking in now to uh, Twin Peaks Season 3, episode by episode, week by week. And we're, this week, we're up to Episode 5, is that right? That's right, yeah. Episode 5. This is the first time where they haven't dropped, like, two a week kind of thing. Uh, they dropped all four in one big bunch yeah. and kind of treated it like Episode 1 and 2 were Week 1, Episode yes. 3 and 4 were Week 2 kind of thing, yeah, yeah. which is how we treated it as well with the uh, with the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So this is the first time we've had like uh, pretty much one night to digest an episode. So this, is, so this is likely to be a smaller episode as well, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be short. We've only got the one episode to talk about today. So we're looking at maybe like 30 to 45 minutes of uh, just, just talk about the show. Uh, but saying that though, I mean, we've been discussing earlier off the podcast that we think not much happens really in this one. But saying that, I've got more notes than ever, so not, <laughs> I don't know how that's worked. But <laughs> well, let's see how it goes, eh? Yeah, definitely. It's like a show where not not much seems to happen this week, but in another way, more happens than ever kind of thing. We, I mean, I agree, but like, I think this is my favourite episode so far, you know? Well, yeah, I don't want to show my hand too early, but I, I kind of agree with you in a yeah. way, yeah. The, there's some elements of it which I'm a bit, you know, a bit on the fence with, but overall, this feels the most to me like classic Twin Peaks kind of thing uh yeah i can see where you're coming from yeah you? and a lot of the uh, a lot of the plot details are starting to come together now before we saw stuff happen in buckhorn we saw stuff happen in south dakota with evil dale yeah, yeah. and it feels like now they're, they're actually starting to kind of like piece together a bit so uh yeah i've got a few things to go into before we start the the show breakdown are you okay with that That's yeah fine, just a uh, couple of things really the, the first thing i wanted to mention was again we've talked about this off the pod but uh the spade theory that i came up with last week as like a random throwaway thing that you might be selling them online yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much like <laughs> been confirmed in this that episode has well, yeah it has been confirmed doesn't it yeah so i just wanted to, wanted to mention that yeah, that's yeah. a bit of a weird bit of a weird shout that's but well done to you. yeah <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to mention it because like it's a bit of a throwaway thing just saying oh we could just be selling them online it could be an online business and that's pretty much exactly what we've had confirmed in yeah, this yeah. episode which well done. is a bit, a bit weird <laughs> uh yeah, just one other thing I've been meaning to mention for the last few weeks that I've not not really got around to doing. Just the, I mean, I'm, I'm loving the show overall. I'm, I'm guessing you're, you're feeling oh, the same I'm way. Loving, it, yeah, yeah. loving the fact that you know it's returned after 20, 25 years, uh, and it feels like a genuine like follow up to to the old TV show. The one thing I'm not not too keen about is the look of the show. The reason being, it's all shot digitally. Lynch in the last 15 years or so has become like a massive uh, advocate for digital photography. Uh, I think he did Inland Empire like over 10 years ago, which was his first film he shot completely digital. And I just think digitally it doesn't look as good as film. Like, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, all, all the old stuff was shot on film, Twin Peaks and the, and the movie. So that's my, my only one bugbear with it. It doesn't line up visually, I think, with sometimes with the, the look of the old show. Purely because uh, it just looks a bit digital at times. It, it still does a great. It still looks great the way he films it. You know the way he frames the shot and stuff yeah, and the yeah. lighting. It all looks amazing. Just something to do with digital. I'm not. A, I'm not a massive fan of myself. Uh, and I think I don't think it helps the effects either. Sometimes, <laughs> what like uh, in in the old show, 
regardless of how bad the effects were, you kind of get away with it when it's on film because it kind of glosses over it almost. I know what you mean. Nowadays, it feel they feel a bit dated on on top of this. Uh, yeah. Like, 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 say, modern look. Yeah, with the digital look to it, combined with the digital effects, it combines to make like this really weird photoshoppy look sometimes. But other than that, I still, I still think it looks great. You know, uh, I think that for shooting on film, you know, so it might have been one of the concessions he had to make to actually get the show made. But yeah, uh, yeah I just wanted to mention that. That was all, just a little bugbear I had with the show. But other than that, I'm, I'm loving it <laughs> so okay, far. Have you got anything else you want to go into before we start? Or. Uh... No, no. Um, we can we can leave um, giving out our Twitters until the end. Can't Do all we? that at the end. That's yeah. All fine. As Joe mentioned on the main show, I forgot to give out a few Twitters last week. So. <laughs> well, it's not just a few Twitters. You literally <laughs> forgot to give out the main. The main site for, for our main podcast. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely do that later. Okay, and I apologise for any coughing and spluttering. I've got a bit of hay fever, hay fever at the moment, so uh, that's not helping me at the moment. <laughs> so, right, well, uh, we'll get straight into it then. And we'll just break down the episode, uh, scene by scene, if you're okay with that. That's fine by me. I toyed with the idea of doing the location thing again, going from Vegas to Twin Peaks. It felt like one of them episodes, but I got myself so confused trying to take notes doing it that way that I just thought I'd just do it scene by scene, character by character, like, yeah, might be the easiest way. So, uh, yeah, we'll just jump into it then. You okay with that? I mean, go ahead. Okay, so we'll start off this week. We catch up with the hitmen who have been, like, watching uh, who they think is Dougie Jones... Yeah, yeah. And who we know is good Dale Cooper, uh, coming back out of the Black Lodge. We, we pick up with uh, those two goofballs in the car. I think they're still they're watching his car that he parked up at a rental home that he met yeah. with a, where he met with a prostitute. So they're, they're, they can't understand why the car is still there. They they think he's still there basically. Yeah, Because yeah. he actually got a, a ride from uh, the prostitute at the time. So I think they're there just scoping out the car. And they make a call to a mysterious woman who will call the worried woman. The worried woman. <laughs> Which is how they refer to her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a warrior, they say. And they inform her that, that, that what they think is Dougie is still alive. She's really worried. <laughs> and so she sends a text on an old school Blackberry. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did see that, yeah. She sends a text to a random like black uh, beeper. What, the pager? Pager, is it? Uh, which is in, we, I think we'll learn later on, is in Buenos Aires in Argentina. Do you remember, oh, okay. do you remember this at all? It's a little black box in a bowl. I did, yeah. In that, an attic yeah. in Argentina. That bowl, yeah, that, that little beeper thing confused the hell out of me. I didn't yeah. know what I was watching. I've got no idea what's going on with that. No, I didn't. She texts a message to it, it's anything urgent or something like that. And the little black beeper starts beeping with a little, little red LED. And uh, mm. we're pretty much cut off there, but what. It must be something to do with Evil Dale, but... I might be skipping, jumping ahead here. Tell me if I am, but... Did we not see those people in the black car come around the corner at this point? I think it's a little bit later on when we mention that. See, okay. When we see that, sorry. It's only a very... That's quite... My nose quite confused with that bit, because uh, I'll just show you here. I've got arrows pointing everywhere. <laughs> I put I put it earlier in the episode than it actually was. The, oh, yeah, okay. the, uh, the carjacker stuff, yeah, so... Uh, I'll come back to that in a minute, maybe. Uh, like, like, I know these people, they, they do come back in, the, in it twice, don't they? They do. They're always kind of like hovering around in the background. Yeah. You've got one car with two hitmen watching watching Dougie Jones's car. Then you've got another car, a black car, with like this music blaring, really weird music choice. And they keep on creeping past, checking out the car, don't they? 
All so, right. uh, like you say, we'll, keep, we'll come back to that because I don't want to confuse people too much. So. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Okay, so uh, from that scene then, we then jump to the morgue, which I think is in Buckhorn in South Dakota, with uh, the, the mor- is she a mortician? Or, uh, this, this scene made me laugh a low. Cause, yeah. Because like, like, you've said it before, like um, an example of David Lynch's comedy, because she, she just kept saying these daft little one-liners. Yeah. They, they were ridiculous, but I couldn't help but laugh at it. I Definitely, really yeah. yeah. Like, um, what, what was it she said? Like, like um, oh, I can't remember what it was. It was a joke about a head anyway. Yeah, there was a few in there. It was like spending a day in the office working with us because of all the, the bad puns flying yeah. around there. <laughs> she, uh, she starts off by, I think the, the two other detectives come in and she's like, it's okay, guys, I've cracked the case here. I've figured out what killed him. He was decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I yeah. <laughs> she's got a few. She's got a few other zingers after that as well. But uh, I, I forgot to pick I, those up. I, to be I honest, know, I can't remember him now. But like, I couldn't help but laugh at him. Yeah, I, I really loved it. Couldn't. Like, it, like you say, it's an example of David Lynch's humor. Yeah, just guy. weird, uncomfortable humor kind yeah. of thing. You, you know, it's a bad pun, but it's still funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. just the context of it. Uh, but really, the whole point of this scene is just to confuse things even further is that this, I, I, I might be wrong on this, but I think this is the dead body that was decapitated in the bed in South Dakota back oh, in episode really? one. I think so. I, I assumed it was the uh, lad, do you know, um, in the box, that was watching the box. It could be that, to be honest. I assumed yeah. it was him. My only thought with that is, like, why would it be in South Dakota? You see, that's, that's why oh, I was where, thinking where that. Where was he? In New York. Oh, that makes yeah. Oh, you're right. Unless they moved the body there because Gordon was, Cole was going there in the last it episode. It was a male's body, wasn't it? In the in South Dakota. It was a male body with a female head on top. Yeah. Yeah, that, you're probably right. Actually, like, I, like, I didn't realize that until you just said it. That's, I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not sure myself. I was a bit wary as to who bod- whose body it was meant to be. And because we're doing this so fast after the episode coming out last night, it's a bit like you know trying to. All it was for me was because like after like. You could see the big tear up his chest. It yeah. just looked like he'd been like shredded apart, kind of thing. Yeah. So like, I assumed it was that because you you seen what happened to them bodies. Like, yeah. In the previous episode. And again, the only re- another reason why I'm thinking it was that is that that was the uh, I don't think she's a mortician, but we'll just call her the mortician anyway. She was there on the scene when they found that body oh, well, in, she... in South Dakota, oh, yeah, and those two right detectives. Then. So that's why I'm thinking it, it's probably that body. You, but... you're almost definitely right then. John. But the confusing thing is they find a ring within the body, yeah, which is which either a wedding ring or an engagement ring. It belonged to uh, Dougie Jones. To Dougie it? Jones. It's got inscribed on it from, from Janie E. Jones, I believe. So does that mean, like, in the future we're going to, uh, like, in a future episode we're going to get, like, the police approaching Dougie Jones's uh, wife? Uh, yeah. And, and because, I mean, when I was watching it, I, I thought, like, surely they won't be able to find, like, how are they going to know? Like it's just a ring that says Dougie Jones. I'll just say Dougie Jones. I, th- I think it definitely mentioned Janie Jones. I think on there, but I don't know whether it was to her or from her. Oh, so, yeah. See, I wonder if they will be able to find her. Or... Yeah, I mean, this is what I mentioned before. This is how I feel like the whole thing's coming together a bit now. You know, that mystery in in Buckhorn is kind of being tied into the the mystery in Vegas, yeah, yeah. which is being tied in with Evil Dale. You know, it's all kind of coming together a bit now. So. Yeah, yeah. How it's coming together, I don't know, but <laughs> I do feel like they're making an effort to actually link it all together now a bit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yes, yeah, so we then go from that scene in the morgue. We then jump to just a, a really weird scene of Evil Dale in jail. Uh, oh, but yeah, this was a bit, like a bit weird for me because, like, instantly, just like he said, like, oh, they're coming with um, the food now, and then they open the door. I was like, 
I, I get like the, this is the scene you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, he he's lying down and he mentions I, food is coming or something like that. Coming, yeah, yeah. And then not, then the guard starts walking I, down the like, hallway as soon as he says it. So mm. like, I mean, I get it. He's he's from like the other world or the other place where yeah, like, I live on the red room kind of thing. So he's a demon. So uh, like, do you reckon that's where his powers are coming from? That kind of. I really don't know, to be honest, because I mean, I've always thought of this guy as Bob, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Bob from the old series. But following on from the food bit, he looks at himself in the mirror and you get a flashback to... Uh, Was this in the same seat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the guy comes out with the food, places it down, he gets the food, puts it on like, the side or something, yeah. and then looks in the mirror, doesn't Looks it? in the mirror. We get a weird flashback to uh, seri- the finale of series two where, like... Evil Dale and Bob are just both manically laughing in the Black Lodge. Yeah, yeah. And we then get a shot of uh, Evil Dale looking in the mirror and his face starts to almost change or a weird yeah. a weird change to it. Like it's got like a weird smile, hasn't it? And his yeah. face goes, I thought my, my, my eyes were messing up. I think like that messed me up a bit. Yeah, it's really weird. And he says to himself, I'm glad he's still, he's still here. Yeah, yeah. That's good or something like that. So it's almost as if there's more than one person in there. You know, like there's... Well, I'm guessing it is Bob, like, yeah. in control of the body. But, yeah, it's almost as if, like, he's, he's saying to Bob, it's good that you're still here. So we don't, you know you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's talking to himself or something. Or, so not as if there's more than one person in there, which is just a bit weird, yeah. like... Yeah. And we had another snippet, didn't we, from the finale, of him banging his head on the window. Oh, yeah, we got the... Uh, was was that... that in the finale, or was that just from deleted scenes? I think it was in the finale, that, yeah, when he headbutts the, the, the glass and Bob's on the other side, Yeah. Just a really weird scene. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think Bob's still in there, but if there's other demons from the Black Lodge in there as well, I just don't know at the yeah, moment. Yeah. It's a bit of a weird one. Again, we then jump from that scene to back to Twin Peaks, and we meet a new character called Stephen, who's the boyfriend of Becky, who is the daughter of Shelley. Yeah. <laughs> and he's in an office, uh, presumably working a job, and he's being basically like dressed down by uh, like the office manager or something, telling them that your CV's garbage and yeah. you know your work's not good enough. Uh, just got to mention this guy's played by oh I forgot his name, Caleb Landry Jones I think it is. He's from uh, Get Out. He was in yeah. one uh, in X Men First Class. Oh, been, was he? What was he? Yeah, he was Banshee in that. Oh, right, okay. He was a lot younger in that one, but uh, he's been in a few films like this. He was in in one called War on Everyone. I watched a few months ago. I've got to admit, I'm not a massive fan of him. People rave about him and stuff, but uh, I'm not a huge fan. Like, I, I, I mean, I think it probably means he's, he's uh, doing the right job, like he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, but I don't know, I, I feel dead uncomfortable watching him. I don't like watching him. He feels it feels a bit weird yeah. when I'm seeing him, seeing him on the screen, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he's good at that kind of part, and you know, I think he's supposed to unsettle you kind of thing. He's a bit of a weird character. But I'm not a massive fan of him, but uh, yeah, he basically gets like a bit of a telling off in the office. Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, we're jumping all, all over the place, but we then jump from that scene to Sheriff Truman on the phone in the uh, Twin Peaks uh, Police Department. I love this scene. This is, yeah. this is one of my favourite scenes in the episode. This one. Well, I'm presuming he's on the phone to uh, his brother, Harry Truman. Yeah, I, I think it confirms it at the end. Ah, does it, right, yeah. I think, on... I, think, I think he actually says I was on the phone to Harry. Ah, uh, right, I, I think I missed that bit, but wife. he's saying on the phone, like, uh, that's terrible news, you know, and he must be telling him about what what illness he's got or yeah. whatever on the phone. 
and he goes from having that phone call to his wife coming in <laughs> and just tearing is, a strip off him. <laughs> this is where I loved it because she's there having the right go at him and like, and I can't remember what she's saying now. Oh, she's like, oh, are you going to get this faucet, um, mm. uh, this leaky faucet um, um, fixed? And he's like, oh, yes, someone's going to come tomorrow and do it. Oh, so I've got to wait a full 24 hours um, to wait to get um, this faucet fixed. He's like, just, uh, um, like, put a bucket. I've got a bucket, but it's not big enough. Like, buy a bigger bucket. Also, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, so I'm happy to, you're happy for me to buy a big bucket, which we'll probably <laughs> never use again. Um, but I can't buy that coat I've wanted for all this time. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I, I love it, though, because like, he's just there going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at the end of it, she goes, she goes "Oh, you're impossible!" <laughs> like yeah. runs out the uh, office. You just end up with a scene of feeling so bad for Sheriff Truman. <laughs> <laughs> He's obviously in a bit of a <laughs> bit of a mad marriage. So again, yeah, have you got anything more on that one at all? Or um, no, I don't think that. That's I don't think there's anything more that happens in that bit. Is apart there? from that little uh, little outburst from his wife, first time we've met his wife. Yeah, for, first time we met her. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, we're jumping all over the place. So we then jump from that scene to I keep call, going to call him Dougie, but it, it's Good Dale. Good Dale, yes. <laughs> we now meet Good Dale. Uh, he's going to work with uh, well, Jane is having to drive him to work because his car is still at the Rancho so is, Rosa. Is this out front of the house? Yeah, and he's stood there, isn't he? And I can't remember. He's having a bit of well, well, he's not saying anything, but his wife's saying something to him. Yeah, or Dougie's wife is saying something to him. While he's staring at the the boy, um, um, Junior, uh, and he's just like tears falling down his face. Yeah, so it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Junior's kind of zoned out in the back of the car, and he's just like got tears coming down his face. And all the while, uh, Naomi Watts is telling him, "Go go to work, settle your debts, and no more drinking and gambling." Just yeah. like it's an everyday thing. Like and, then, and then she's like, oh, go, go to work. And she's like, oh, God, you've got no car, have you? <laughs> yeah, I'll drive you to work then. Yeah, so she's got to then drive him to work. I, I love this all, all this Dale stuff that comes up now. She drives him to work, drops him off. He uh, stands for a good, like, five minutes looking at a statue outside the, the place he works at. This, this is after, like, she's, like, shouting at him to get out of the car. Yeah. And he just... <laughs> He's just oblivious. <laughs> He's just sat there until she literally has to lean over, take the seatbelt off him and like... Almost kick him out the car. Yeah. <laughs> and then she starts shouting him to close the door. It's like, doggy! <laughs> and, and he's just walking off to this statue. Like, Yeah, she's got to do that for him as well. <laughs> and uh, it's a statue of a cowboy, I think. Did you notice this? The Like a cowboy pointing his gun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know... Again, I'm going out on a, on a limb here, but... Uh, I don't know whether this is going to tie in with the whole Hawk was told back in a previous episode. It's all to do with your heritage, cowboys and Indians, you know, that kind of thing. Do you uh, I, I thought the whole uh, point of that was, like, I mean, I might have been wrong, but like, I thought like it was to do with, like, he was, look, he was staring at the gun by the looks of it. Yeah, I was thinking that. So maybe I was just... thinking maybe like he was giving him um, flashbacks to obviously being, being an agent. agent Dale Cooper. Yeah, that, that could be it, to be honest that, with that, you. That's what I got from it. Yeah. But... yeah. It is a bit of a stretch, like the whole cowboy thing. But uh, yeah, just, just just struck me the fact that it's a, it's a cowboy and we're, we're getting such a heavy Indian vibe from the... The only reason I don't think that is... the. I mean, it might be by a, a long... I'm, I'm, I'm no expert, but... Um, the only reason I think he might not be that is because he, I don't think he ever knew it had anything to do with Hawk's heritage. Yeah. That's only come to light. 
yeah, in the since, new season. Uh, yeah, um, when obviously Dale wasn't in the picture, so yeah. I mean, that that's the only reason I think. No, you're right. Like, I'm going out on a limb with that one. I just thought I'd throw it out there, like the the cowboy I mean, thing. You, I, found. You, I mean, you might be right. Like we all know how convoluted this mm. show is. Like it, it and, and and you just say Dave, um, David Lynch that. Um, the evidence is all there. You just kind of have to look at it. Just, so. Yeah, you've got to work out for yourself. Kind it of things, it yeah. could be part of the evidence. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, again, not Dougie, Dale. <laughs> Dale goes from that to then uh, he goes into his office building. Again, he's just kind of like shambling around, doesn't know what, what, what he's doing with himself. And one of his co-workers comes up to him with a, a whole load of coffees and his eyes light up <laughs> as soon as he spots the coffee. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me. Gets a coffee off him, and he, he just, just again can't stop drinking the coffee. <laughs> just realizes his coffee addiction has come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he gets done. He grabs it with two hands, and he just and he just pretty much down. He just downs it. Yeah, <laughs> just drinking the coffee in one pretty much one go. They leave the elevator, and there's a couple on a sofa with coffees of their own, and he just shambles over to them, just just fascinated by the just coffee. Kind of stares at them for a bit, and yeah. Like, for <laughs> his colleague obviously drags him off to yeah he gets dragged off into a meeting with like it's an insurance company I think they're working for I think that's it yeah gets dragged off into a meeting and we meet one of his other colleagues is Tom Sizemore who's like uh, been around for years the actor he was in a been in loads of Michael Mann films he was in like Bringing Out the Dead with Nicolas Cage a lot of stuff like that okay. and uh, he comes in he tells Dougie that, you know, I've covered for you and all this, implying that Dougie's had all this problem with yeah, yeah. drinking and being out on benders and stuff. like. <laughs> uh, and they go into this meeting and kind of the point of this meeting is to show that Tom Sizemore's lying to the boss about something. And uh, Dale, just immediately, like a reaction almost, just says, he's lying, you know, like like an old Dale kind of thing this to do. Like the first snippet that, like, he's still in there kind of thing. Yeah. I think, I think maybe... Actually, in the last episode when he got given the coffee, that was our first little snippet of that. But this is like the first confirmation that like Agent Cooper's yeah. there. Yeah, Cooper's there and he's trying to get through almost kind yeah. of thing. Like, yeah, he shouts out, You're, he's lying, to which the manager of the meeting is kind of like, you know, why, why do you say that, Dougie? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they think he's Dougie, don't they? Why are you saying that, Dougie? Uh, which then leads to him having a meeting with the manager later on. And uh, he drops a couple of words during the meeting to Dougie saying, like, uh, agent. He's one of my best agents. And just the word agent, you can see uh, Good Dale just being like, agent? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to, you know, it's triggered something kind of thing. And he mentions, uh, almost as a punishment, he goes, I'm going to give you some cases to work. You know, take this home for homework and Wasn't work. That, like, because obviously, like, the meeting ended first, didn't it? Yeah. And um, basically the, the boss said to him, like, I want to see you in my office after this. And yeah. I, think, I think that's what the bit you're on about now. Yeah, that's what it then jumps to, yeah, yeah in the, in the like, meeting, like, uh, yeah. Obviously, his colleague kind of walks him into the office. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the one from before. And uh, and like, it's quite funny, actually, because, like, he pushes him in and the boss goes, um, clo- clo- close, the, uh, close the door when you finish, kind of thing. And, the, uh, and, and they close the door, it's like, on your way out. Because, <laughs> 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 like, he's closing the door, it's like, no. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then obviously, yeah, like you say, he's like giving him a good stern telling off before he's basically saying, right, yeah. "I'm gonna give you a load of case files." Yeah, well, this is like a, a homework punishment, but he's like case files. So yeah. like again, it's trigger agents and case files trigger something within Dale. Like, 
So it's coming back piece by piece, I feel like, but it's just taking a really long yeah, time to get I'm there. I'm, I mean, I'm, I am hoping, to be honest, it's going to be earlier on rather than later that we get the Dale Cooper back. You know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like episode 17 or something oh. before knowing David Lynch. Like, you know, we might drag this out for the whole series. <laughs> uh, I mean, fair enough. But I mean, I would I would like to have old Dale Cooper back. I want him to go. I want, yeah. I want more time in uh, Twin Peaks because I imagine once we get him back, He'll be heading straight we'll go back there. Back to Twin Peaks, and uh, hopefully he'll be finishing the uh, investigation he started twenty yeah, odd twenty five years, years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, we then jump from that that insurance meeting to the casino boss from episode two or three, I think it was, and he's basically again getting getting told off by his superior as well, who is James Belushi. He's like the uh, the big guy, uh, bald, and you know from like the old films, yeah, like yeah. was it K nine? He was in James Belushi. I remember the person telling him off was Teabag. So yeah, Teabag from Prison Breaks from in Prison there Break. as well. He uh, wasn't he the one that was talk, telling him off in the first place. He was, uh, yeah, having a real go at him. And I think he's the one who uh, punches punched him a couple him of times. Like. Yeah, Teabag gives him a couple of punches. But I think James Belushi's actually his boss as well. Like, yeah, yeah, because uh, like, basically he's like, all right, well, I've, you've kind of fucked up kind of thing. Punches him in the face, he goes. And then James Belushi... Yeah. He, he then comes along, he's like... Yeah, he, he fires him, basically, for because he, he was on watch when uh, when Goodale was on his hello well, streak. Well, we found out, this is where we found out how much he won. He won, yeah, $485,000, was it, or something? I think he was $425,000. Is that what it was? Like, <laughs> Nearly half a million. a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, so I can understand why he's getting fired, maybe. Yeah, because, like, I think, I think they said, like, he, he did, like, 10 jackpots in a night or something mm. and I think someone actually said like that's more than we normally do in a year and yeah it's weird though when you think about it because all that little flamey that little flamey thing was doing was showing him which machines were ready to drop by the look of it yeah. so you'd imagine they were going to drop anyway regardless of who went on them you know what I mean so yeah I mean the fact that the uh, old crazy lady um, went on it and won yeah like, yeah she, she got a few as well yeah yeah, so uh, you feel like that night they'd probably lost that much money anyway because the, the machines are ready to, to drop, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter who goes on it. Are you sure it weren't just the, uh, some, some engine Yeah, magic. It, it might be a bit of, a, bit of a voodoo, yeah. <laughs> voodoo hoodoo that uh, <laughs> that made them drop maybe. But yeah, uh, the, the casino boss, he's fired, gets hoovered straight away. Yeah. And uh, they put the backup guy in charge who, I don't know if you remember, he's quite a, a, a nervy, unusual looking guy. But he was in the Dark Knight. He was like one of the Joker's uh, kind of decoys that, that he uses. There's one bit where in the Dark Knight where they're trying to trick Commissioner Gordon, I think, and he uses him as a decoy in one of the scenes. But like it's the same actor yeah, who's who's now the casino boss taking over. It weren't, it weren't the one from the previous episode, was it? The, the, it's been in the other episodes, I think. Yeah. It's the one like was it the one I said was Ant Man's friend? I don't know. He could be. I, I can't remember Ant Man to be honest black, with you. Black slick back hair. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the same. I didn't. It might, it might be him. Yeah. If, if it's the same guy, I didn't realize. I need to watch Ant Man again. It probably will be him then. Yeah, that that's the guy who takes over. Oh, right. Yeah. So after that happens, we then jump again to let's have a look. We then jump to uh, the carjacker scene that you mentioned earlier. 
They've already driven past a couple of times by this point, I think. That's what I mean. I, I thought this had happened in the earlier scene we spoke of. Yeah. Like they drove past at one point with their weird music. That's right, yeah. They drove past a few times at yeah. this point, by this point. And you don't know what, whether they're looking for Dougie but or... What happens this one? Like, the uh, the kid and his drugged-out mother. Yeah. Like, I found this quite funny because the last time we've seen her, um, like... In the end credits, it, it called her crackhead mother. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, and in this end credits, it called her drugged out mother. Right. <laughs> and I just found it quite funny because it's, it's it's not sticking by like yeah, it's all uh, rules kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we had drugged out mother and a little kid with the teeth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and and the kids obviously like watching out of the car and I, and I think he spies this little flashing red light under the car, doesn't he? So he leaves. He go, he goes over to the car and he starts messing with it before this the black car with raging music, um, like come along. Oh, get away, get away! Start literally pushing, throwing rocks at a kid. Yeah, get rid I mean, of the kid. What kind of people? Even if you are about to hijack ha- the car, who <laughs> yeah. throws rocks at little children? Like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but obviously they come along. Um, they just start jacking the car. <laughs> uh, they're in it for a couple of seconds before. Boom. Boom. <laughs> yeah. uh, the car blows up and yeah. everyone's out. Everyone hightails out of there. A couple Kid, of them get killed in the, in the blast, don't I mean, they? There's two of them that blow up in the car. Yeah. Um, like, the rest of them just... They, they don't even try to stop to see if they're friends. I assume they're friends, anyway. Yeah. Um, are okay. They just hightail out of there. And the little the little kid runs back to mum. Runs back to mum, and I think that she wakes up, doesn't she, at that point? And I think that's pretty yeah, much it, though. I don't really, yeah. see much more of them anymore. Yeah, uh, well, not in that scene anyway. I think that was the end of that one. I'm still thinking maybe the mother and son are like the child font, it's Tremaine thing from the old from the old series, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I I was thinking of this fear of yours while I was watching <laughs> the scene. And, oh, excuse me. Yeah. I don't know. It might be, mm. but like. I don't know, it felt, it felt to me just like it was a kid with curiosity, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, could, could just be that, couldn't it? Yeah, just yeah. Uh, and he's the way that you get into the scene kind of thing, yeah. Maybe. But, yeah, we're, then, we're, we're jumping all over the place here. We then jump from that one to... We then meet the prostitute from, like, episode three, I think it was, maybe. She's getting a car washed, isn't she? She's getting a car washed. I should have really made a note of her name. I'd, instead of just calling her the, the prostitute, but... I'm pretty sure everyone knows who yeah. <laughs> And she and the uh, the guy doing the valet for the car mentions that we found a key in your car, and it's the key to the Great Northern Hotel back in Twin Peaks, yeah. which Good Dale dropped in the car, the Jeep, a few weeks uh, in back in episode three, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Was episode three? Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and then literally, she's just like, oh, "Give me a minute." Yeah. And goes, and, I think she sees a little note on the other side, doesn't she? Basically saying, like, if lost or something. Return yeah, please to, return to Great Northern or whatever, yeah. And and she essentially just puts it in the letterbox. Goes and does that straight away. I'm almost wondering if all the talk of something is missing, I'm wondering if this is what the, this is what it's going to refer to. And this will be the clue that gets Hawk back into the big investigation kind of thing. I do reckon. Maybe. I'm just thinking, like, that key's going to turn up at the Great Northern. Benjamin Horn's going to call I the mean, police that, station and say, I oh, mean, it, Cooper had this 25 years ago, you know, we've just had, had it returned. I mean, I wonder, because in a normal hotel, if you lose <coughs> the key, you can get you can get in the room still. Yeah. I, I just wonder, with it being Twin Peaks, <laughs> I wonder if, uh, like, they'll find the key and they'll be like, Let's go and find this room which has been dormant for 25 years. Yeah. Well, I think it'll be one of them. They've probably like got a new key card system in the meantime or something. But yeah. 
this could be how Audrey Horn gets into it. She could be working at the Great Northern, get the key and think, God, this was Cooper's 25 years ago, you know, yeah. and, and looking, you know, take it to Hawk or something maybe, you know, look into it further that yeah. way. So I think that might be how we get back into the, how they know something is not right with Cooper, you know, that kind of thing maybe. Yeah. 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 So again, we then jump from there back to Twin Peaks. <laughs> We've got Norma and Shelley in the, uh, in the diner. Norma, is that? I, th- I, was, I hope so. That's what I wrote down. Yeah, I th- no, no, that actually makes sense. Does that sound Norma. right? I think the actress is called Peggy Lipton, but I think it's Norma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're working in the diner, and this is when we realise when when Becky comes in, and we find out that Becky is the, the daughter of Shelley. Yeah, yeah. And she's played by Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. Yeah, that's who it is, yeah. Yeah. Because like, I've I seen her, I've recognised her, like, instantly. But, yeah, she's from, like, Ted 2 and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, she obviously comes into the uh, cafe, which, is this the first time we've, we've returned to the cafe? I think it might be. I don't think we've been there before. Like, obviously, with so. it being such a pinnacle location for the original series, I thought we would have been there a lot sooner. All the time, yeah, but, yeah, it's the first time we've... Uh, first time we go in there, and we meet, obviously, say, you say Norma? Um, I think it's not Norma and Shelley, I think, we, we, yeah. We, we met Norma. Like, this was the first time we come across Norma. In the I think it is, yeah. So, like, instantly I was like, wow, amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, Becky comes in, speaks to Shelley, who, at, at that point, we just thought we were friends, I assume. Like, I, I, I didn't know who yeah. was. Um, and, and then Shelley lends some money mm. before um, they, they have a bit of a conversation, Shelley and Norma, and they're basically saying, um, like, oh, you need to, you need to, you know, help her now before it's too late. We both, we both know how, where this ends, kind of thing. Obviously, referring to the fact that they both. Like, like been involved with like in bad relationships, yeah. Criminals, essentially. Yeah, and with a bit of context for it, back in episode one uh, or one and two, the combined episode, Shelley mentioned that she didn't like Becky's boyfriend, and we kind of find out why in a minute. Like, that. did she say that? I yeah. did not realize. I, I didn't. I didn't even put two and two together. But yeah, it makes sense. When they're in the uh, the the bar at the end. She sat with all the girlfriends and like they mentioned like you know oh, I, hate, I hate Becky's boyfriend or whatever, ah, right, okay. which you can kind of understand like <laughs> yeah, uh, and obviously she's lending the money, which we find out is pretty much for the boyfriend anyway. So uh, and just another little bit of context with that, we know all about Laura Palmer from the original series, the popular blonde girl in town. Like I'm wondering if Becky is like a modern day version See, almost. I thought this because. I've 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 noticed like in the show, um, cocaine seems to be a bit of a recurring, a bit of big theme. Definitely, it's going to come back in later um, on as well. <laughs> and and obviously like, um, she goes out to the car with a boyfriend, and like she talks to him, and then like um, Norma and Shelley are kind of watching them with this weird little arm around the stomach kind yeah. of thing. Just stood there watching out the um, window. Watching and like leaning every time they move kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they drive off and then he gives her a bit of beak, a bit of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. He gets the coke out, don't you? And she's like, are you going to use that all today? And it's like, well, why wouldn't I? <laughs> I, 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 I don't think he said like, she said, are you going to? I think he said, did you? Oh, did you? Yeah. And, and he was like, yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, why you, wouldn't I? Yeah. yeah, I think he went, I, I, you know how I get, I'm nervous in the interviews kind of thing. And then, and, and, like obviously saying that like he's pretty much been 
taking cocaine all day. Yeah, um, just a cope kind of thing. Cope with the interview. <laughs> yeah, and um, before he obviously pours them on his hand and offers it to her. Offers it to her. Yeah. And so we get this weird little. I mean, I don't. You might have it in your notes, but we get this weird little scene while they're driving off, where mm. where like she's kind of looking up and it's just focused on her face, um, yeah. the camera, and um and, and she's just kind of looking. I, I'm not gonna lie. I thought she, like they were gonna crash. I genuinely thought something bad was gonna happen. Like, yeah. I thought it was gonna like stay fixed on her face the whole time, and then like you just see like everything twist around her, like yeah, crashing. And... I, I, I don't know. That's why I thought it was gonna happen, but yeah, obviously that's not what happened. It's a really weird way to film that because like the camera almost jerks at the start when it like focuses on her face. Yeah, the camera yeah. jerks up, kind of thing. And but yeah, that was a really weird scene. They both seem like really tripped out at that point, don't yeah. they? Uh, yeah. So we've met Becky now. Like I say, I think she could be the modern, modern day Laura Palmer. Yeah. Uh, we then jump from that to oh, just a really like throwaway scene back of Dale or Dougie, if you want to call him Dougie. Good Dale. He's in an elevator at the office again, looking the wrong way, <laughs> blocking the doors, just looking into the elevator. And like everyone's fuming because they can't get past him. <laughs> move, move, get out of the way, move. <laughs> He's got his ha- arms full of case files. <laughs> I mean, I'm wondering if that's like, uh, like, do you reckon that was like the end of the day? <laughs> because, like, why why are they so fuming to to need to get out of the elevator that exact that moment? Quickly, yeah. Like, <laughs> he's blocking up the whole uh, the whole elevator for everyone. There's another scene after that. I think it is where he needs the toilet really badly. <laughs> And oh, he's just stuck. I, I think so. And and like yeah, he's, he's basically stood like like he was in when we first seen him at the uh, house of Dougie's wife, and he kind of stood there like holding his his himself. Yeah. Um, and it's just like oh, and then um, some 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 woman comes along and she's like oh is the men is the men's uh, locked? Oh come on, I'll sneak you into the ladies. <laughs> and I think like she unlocks the ladies. And she opens the door and she says to him, she, I, I think, she, this is what she said, I think she went like, like I'll like, I'll let you in if you give me a kiss kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and obviously he's oblivious because <laughs> he, he, does, he doesn't know how to person anymore. Yeah. Um, but so she just kind of lets him in. Yeah, anyway, yeah. And he's, he just hears his relief when he's in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She closes the door behind him and all you hear is, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so again, I think you're getting Dale back piece by piece at the moment, yeah, yeah. but... And then after that, Dale's kind of launched out in the uh, out in the courtyard again, just staring at that statue. I feel that's right at the end. That, it comes it? back to it at the end again. Like, oh, it, yeah, it, yeah. He, he goes back out and he stood there with his case files, just staring at the statue. And uh, he then cuts away from that to Hawk. Just a really brief scene. I don't, I don't really have much. Hawk and Andy, wasn't it? Hawk and Andy, but and, I, I can't. Andy's like flipping through the case files. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> it's quite amusing to be fair, but he's just he's going. I can't find any Indians. <laughs> um, and, and, and I, I mean, and the Hawk just kind of looks up at him and just like, I, th- I think what he says is like, I can't find any Indians. Can you find, can you see any Indians? <laughs> and, and Hawk just kind of looks up from his cave files and goes, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that's all the scene is that's really. The just, just, scene, yeah. just that, yeah. Almost like just checking in again with Hawk. Just a yeah, <laughs> show still working on the case kind of thing, but. There's a few scenes like that where nothing much happens. You're just checking back in with people, kind of thing. I've got I've got a few coming up in a minute, but before that, we then go to Doctor Jacoby. 
doing, uh, or Dr. Ramp, as he calls himself now. Oh, God. <laughs> this was a good scene, too. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. Dr. Ramp doing his uh, internet, like, blogging show or something. Oh, yeah, like, I didn't realise he was recording on camera at first. I didn't, I, I thought it was like a, a radio like a show. radio show, yeah. Like us right now or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean, I thought that's what he was doing this yeah. kind of thing. And, um, and, and he's just, like, talking about... Um, it's this whole like Illuminati kind of thing. Is yeah, like, a lot of conspiracy you know, like, theories. The, the, the poisoning our water, the poisoning our food, the poisoning everything. We can't go through life with this. Like, just all this stuff. Yeah, like throwing out loads of conspiracy theories. And, it'll give and, you psoriasis. It'll give you eczema. <laughs> and then, then it kind of just turns out that this whole, whole like, cause, like it skips to, um, oh. What's his name? The one with the hat. It's the one that's selling Yeah, weed. Jerry Horns in, Jerry in the Horn. forest watching this. And uh, the one with the uh, eye patch. Yeah, that's right. Oh, what, what's she called now? Uh, the old character. Nad- Nadine? Nadine. Nadine. Yeah, it skips to those two kind of watching it. Like, yeah. They're both just kind of like, I think um, Jerry's just sat there smoking a split. Yeah. Because like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it basically, it instantly thinks, oh God, this is just kind of that um, paranoia type thing. Yeah. Um, people just, um, who are like that, are just, tuning in because he's just a bit of a yeah. nut job and people are kind of getting on to it but and because Nadine's a bit of a misfit as well isn't she you know and, in the town and stuff and so. you see her this massive smirk going yeah she's yeah. loving it <laughs> <laughs> and then then, bef- then before the end you find out that like it, <laughs> it's weird because like he's got this thing he's like oh well um, um, oh, we're yeah. dug in the dirt yeah that's right uh he has a, a quote showing himself digging, digging, you know, digging himself out of yeah, a pile yeah. of shit, basically. And it's like, uh, dig yourself out of the shit of the modern world. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, like, th- these amazing special effects where it just kind of cuts to him being above the dirt. Like, <laughs> and then, then, then that's where it's basically saying... And it, it shows you exactly what this whole thing was. It's yeah. like, buy my golden shovel. <laughs> Only twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Because like, I thought I thought these shovels would have had more meaning. I thought. I it was, thought it was all some big like you know he was going to use them to dig something up you know something to do with the Twin Peaks mythology or something but nope he's just selling them. <laughs> <laughs> selling shovels that are gold. Yeah. Going back to the Lynch thing again, I do feel like this whole web web webisode or what would we call that like a webcast or something he's doing. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing is just kind of like how Lynch feels about the modern world. You know, it's so like negative about everything, and yeah. everything seems fake, and it's all conspiracy and what have you. And like, but then at the end of it, he's just trying to sell gold shovels. You know, <laughs> it's just all a big like scam kind of thing. But, yeah, it does seem quite like cynical. You know, like I think Lynch is to be fair, like uh, a bit like that. So yeah, after have you got anything more with the Doctor Jacoby? No, I'm, that's, I'm fine with that. Yeah, you okay with that? <laughs> So we then go from there to another one of these really brief scenes that doesn't really tell you much, but they jump to the Pentagon. Do you remember this? Where, like, a military officer goes into, like, a colonel's office. And the... I think it's a colonel. And it's played by Ernie Hudson, who's, like, Winston Zedmore from Ghostbusters. And she goes in and tells him that the computers are being accessed by a fingerprint that hasn't been used... Well, it's been used 15 times over the last 25 years... And it's the fingerprint of Major Briggs. Oh, really? Yeah. Did Do you reckon ca- this is Evil Dale on the on the computer? I think it's part of his plan. I've got no idea how it all ties like in. He, he he signed into a thing, didn't he? That can that can that F- like a FBI or CIA login yeah. a few weeks ago. Uh, and they say this fingerprint of Major Briggs has been used for the fifteenth time over the last twenty five years. Okay. And they're like, right, you know, we'll look into it or whatever. So that, that that's setting up another little subplot going on there. 
And we then jump from that scene to Tammy Palmer, Agent Tammy Palmer. Yeah. I think she's just literally looking at pictures of Dale Cooper. I think that's all she's doing. She is, yeah. Yeah. Like, like she's got fingerprints up as well. Ah, that's she? right, yeah. Um, she's got the fingerprints up on the screen. And from what I can gather, she was kind of comparing, like, two sets of them. So she had um, the picture of, obviously, Evil Dale, picture of Good Dale. She had a picture. Uh, she had a picture, I think, of the fingerprints, and she had on the screen, um, I think, Good Dale's um, uh, fingerprints, fingerprints. Yeah, and they were almost identical. I think. Mm, so I mean, another little subplot being set up there. Tammy Palmer's working on it. They mentioned that the, the this army colonel knows about it and that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. So. I guess they're just trying to discern whether Evil Dale is the good Dale, you know, that yeah, kind of thing, really. So well, Trying to discern if he is actually the right person. The real, the real yeah. Dale, like, yeah. So uh, they're working on that. We've just really checked in with those characters just to see what they're up to yeah, this week. Yeah. But we then jump from that to, to what, for me, is the highlight of the episode. Well, to be honest, there's two, there's two pretty good scenes coming up, but this one, for me, is the best. In the Roadhouse where there's a guy smoking right underneath a no-smoking yeah, yeah. sign. <laughs> this is a really weird scene. This. Really creepy guy. Uh, the camera, first of all, hangs on the band for a good couple of minutes, showing you the band playing. I, I instantly thought it was the end of the episode because with every episode so far, it's essentially ended at the bar Yeah. Um, on the band. I was like, have I, God, this is this is flew by this episode I was the same I was thinking not much has happened really you know yeah Yeah, so uh, yet to come (laughs) yeah definitely and eventually the camera then pans over to this creepy guy who's just sat there smoking when he's not allowed to smoke there's a group of girls in front of him who are like interested in looking back you know uh, making eye contact and stuff and the I believe he's just like the bar owner or at least the bartender yeah he looks to be yeah yeah, comes over and tells him to stop smoking or, or get out kind of thing at which point uh, I think, is it Chad from the other episode in series two or three? Was it Chad? Is he called Chad? Like the police officer? The goofball officer, yeah. Really? Was it him? He was like having a pop at the log lady and stuff. That it might not be, I to be honest. I recognised him though, so like, you might be right. It, I, don't quote me on this. I'm, 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 cause it's I'll so fresh to, after I watched it like last night. I'll I think to, it was I'll Chad. I'll have to look into that, but... Yeah, like he obviously comes along, doesn't he? And, and he says, oh, I'll deal with this. Yeah. Um, before he... Uh, he, he goes up to the guy and he goes, oh, give me a smoke. And basically gives him his, well, I'll keep the full packet. He walks off, opens it, and it's got a load of money in there. Yeah, right? full so he's, he's obviously bills. paying. I mean, I don't know why you'd pay that much money. $100, you say? Yeah, loads of $100 bills. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know why you'd pay that much just to carry on smoking indoors. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I can only assume there's a bigger meaning behind yeah. it. Yeah, and I think I know what it is. I think it's going back to the drug trade. In the old series, Bobby and Leo were running uh, a coke trade, if you remember. I just think this is the modern-day version of that. Ah, like, uh, okay. And, like, in the film Firewalk With Me, he killed the, the, the sheriff from Deer Park, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Killed the other sheriff because he was involved in that drug deal. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is, like, another corrupt police police officer who's in, in on the, the whole drug trade kind of thing. Bobby's now in the police, though, isn't he? Yeah, Bobby's oh, reformed, but... Oh, well, he might not be reformed. He might still be involved, saying, yeah. Like, he could still be involved. I didn't even think of that. He could still be running it or something, oh. yeah. Oh, I guess I guess that's something we'll hopefully find out before the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just I just want to jump back quickly, mentioning Bobby. Uh, it was interesting they didn't confirm who Becky's dad was, I found. 
Shelley's yeah. daughter. It could be Bobby. It could be Leo. You know what I mean? We, we just don't know. Uh, it could be a third party we don't know about. Yeah, I guess we'll find that out. Yeah, that's another question to be answered. Uh, so getting back to this scene, it's paid off. Uh, who I think is Chad. If it's not him, we've definitely seen him before. We think this guy. I feel like I recognise him. Yeah, it pays him off. And these girls then show a bit of interest, don't they, in this creepy yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, one girl asks him for a light, sits down next... Well, he asks her to sit down next to him. And I don't know how to explain what he does. He just gets really creepy with her, doesn't he? Yeah, well, she just sits down and he instantly pulls her over. Um, and, and he's literally just, like, fondling her. Yeah. And, and Nobody else seems too bothered about well, it. Other people like are looking girl, around the, and stuff. The, the, girl, the, the girl's friends were kind of turning around like, like oh, shit. Like, as if, like, oh, are we supposed to do something here? But yeah. I feel like you'd uh, do a bit more than that in real life. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a creepy guy. And he actually tells her. Uh, what is he's got his hand around her throat at one point, like, you know, proper, like, manhandling her. And he tells you, I'm, I'm going to laugh when I fuck you or something. And he's just yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, it's a proper creepy scene, yeah. isn't it? I mean, this, this is why I love Twin Peaks. It can go from, like, goofball comedy with Dougie to, like, to this, you know what I mean? Like, in just in, in a, a minute kind of thing. Uh, yes, I mean, it is pretty horrifying I found that scene. And it's even worse that we don't find out how, how it resolved. It just ended yeah, there. Just carved it. And we, just, we don't know, I don't have a clue what happened after that. Uh, and so we then jump from that, which is my, probably my highlight of the episode, to uh, pretty much the end of the episode. It's Evil Cooper in, in jail. Nearly said in Dale, then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Evil Cooper in Dale. <laughs> Evil Cooper in jail, getting his one phone call that Gordon Cole mentioned last week. And Gordon Cole said to the warden, I expect you to give him his one phone call, and I want to know every word of it. So he gets his one phone call. Uh, how would you explain this? <laughs> it's quite weird, isn't it? Because the warden walks through with his phone. And with a phone, he's like, oh, here's your phone for your one phone call. And I feel like, Evil Dale said his name and he seemed a bit taken aback by it. He's like, oh, God. I oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I, f- I feel like like he was like, oh, God, how the hell does he know my name? He went, oh, thank you, Warden. Ah, right, name. okay. Um, and so he goes upstairs um, and then, then like, he, Evil Dale basically looks straight into the camera and says, like, like, ooh, God, who do I call? Who do I call? Maybe I should call Mr. Strawberry. Yeah. No, he's... Busy. But just the look on the warden's face when he says that, like, I know, that must mean something to him. He's like, what the... He kind of gets a bit shocked. Yeah, shocked, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing this is on the same thing. Like, he, he, he seems to know a bit about the warden, so he knows he knows his name. Maybe Mr. Strawberry is yeah. someone that he knows. Maybe it's a code name for someone. I don't yeah. know. Um, but, um, yeah, he said, oh, oh Mr. Strawberry will be busy, won't he? I know who to call. And then he kind of gets the phone and just starts dialing this. loads of numbers. Just the way you fa- it's fast dialing. <laughs> it's great. And I swear he does about 20 numbers yeah. before the alarms in the in the station. Well, it's the jail, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. In the jail, just start going off and everyone's like panicking on what the hell. Like all these people manning the computers are just going, I don't know what's going on. And uh, they don't hear this, but we as the audience hear it. And he and he, uh, he picks up the phone and goes, "The cow jumps over the moon." Like, like I, I don't, I don't believe the warden or the people recording it heard that they. Yeah, I think the whole thing was just a distraction, so that nobody could hear what he was saying down the phone. Yeah. 
So he says that the cow jumps over the moon and then everything stops, goes back to normal. Well, he puts the phone down, doesn't he? Yeah. And then it's just as if it was normal. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, back to normal again. And we find out that what he... Well, I think I, I'm interpreting it this way. We find out what he called was that little black beeper from the start of the show. This is the bit where it kind of shrinks, isn't it? Yeah, it, and out of nowhere, it's bleeping, and it just shrinks down into, like... Into a little thing. I, yeah, I, I could not get my head around that for the life of me. No idea what that means. The only context for it is it's in Argentina. And remember from the film, David Bowie was from Argentina. Well, not not from Argentina, sorry. He was in Argentina yeah, working, yeah. and he teleported to the Philadelphia office and back again. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely involving Philip Jeffries somehow. Uh, how I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> you know that's part of the mystery. But uh, yeah, really, really, really weird that scene and the Roadhouse one for me were two two amazing scenes to end the, oh, end the episode on. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And then, then we jump from there. We jump to just uh, Dougie slash Dale just down at the statue. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nearly night time. Looking at the uh, like the shoes and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. And this again to me, I feel this was the same kind of deal as the gun, like. He sees the shoes and he's just like, oh, wow, I used to have nice shoes. I, f- I feel it was a m- more of a, like a flashback to him being an agent. Being an agent, yeah. Anything else. That, yeah. That, that was what I interpreted it as anyway. You're probably right, because it's all about agent flashbacks this episode, isn't it? You know, yeah. uh, and, and, then he's, and he's just stood there for ages. I think a police officer comes along at one time. He's like, oh, move along, sir, <laughs> before he just goes off. But he's just stood there and he's still just staring straight at me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and that's pretty much it, isn't it? You just finish on Dougie looking at the statue and the credits roll up. And the credits roll up while he's still staring at the whole yeah. way through as well, yeah. So it's the first time, as you mentioned before, it's the first time we've not finished on the uh, on a band yeah, yeah. in the back in the bar. So, yeah, that's pretty much the episode. Have you got anything more you want to add on the episode? Got, or No, no, I think that I've pretty much... Some note, like, no, that's everything for me. Have you, have you got any more theories from this episode? Personally, I don't feel like it's given us enough information to get any marketing yeah. from last week. But. I totally agree with you. It's more just an episode where it feels like at first glance not much happens, but in reality a lot does. But it's not really setting up any theories or anything. It's just more confirming stuff for you, yeah. you know, uh, that kind of thing. So uh, I'm still looking forward to seeing what part Laura Dern has got to play. Yeah, you know, I feel like she'll be a big yeah, part yeah. of it. So, yeah, nothing else really, to be honest with you, so, on the episode. Pretty much done the entire episode yeah so how would you rate it this one out of five it's gonna go back to like i'm gonna i'm just gonna have to stick with four yeah i was fluctuating i was thinking should i give it a three because not much happened although right if i were to rate it like based on the other episodes i'm gonna have to rate it higher because this is probably my favorite episode so far yeah as you said not a huge amount happens but like I feel like this is the best episode of the five. Yeah, you know, I mean, I agree with you. I've gone back and forth a bit on it, thinking about it. But originally, I was thinking, oh, I'll give it a three, just because not much as much happens as like the other ones do. But I've gone the other way now. I'm thinking I'm just going to give it a five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I might get to the point now. Got nowhere to go now. In I know. Episodes, I just loved it. I think every week I'm going to give fives from now. On. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be boring, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I loved it. What, how would you rate it? Like. like <coughs> I want to say four, just so I still have some of that place to go, but I'm probably going to bump it up to 4.5. Yeah, nice one. That's fair enough. I, yeah. I agree with you. I think it's the best episode so far. It starts to tie stuff together. Yeah, yeah. And we're just getting, bit by bit, we're getting more of that old Dale Cooper back as well. So, yeah. yeah. 
great stuff. Okay, so we've pretty much covered the episode. Not got any theories this week, but uh, have you got anything else you want to mention before next week? Or uh, I guess we can drop the Twitters. Handles. Yeah, drop the social media. Yeah, that's about it. Um, we've got my Twitter, which is DST Nick. Yep, yeah, I'm on a at Taylor1980. Um, do you remember? Do you remember the main page? I'm not. <laughs> we've got the main Twitter. Yeah. Which is at DST Podcast. Um, go and follow us there and tweet us. Um, any feedback would be fantastic. I do remember the Instagram one because it's John O's number four thing. DST Podcast Four, is that right? At Instagram. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the last bit's true, but anyone who's on on Instagram and knows how it works, it is just DSTE podcast and then number four. Four. Uh, at Instagram.com, you'll find that on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> if you Google that on the internet. <laughs> you'll be able to locate it. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, just to mention, this is a spin-off from the uh, the main podcast, uh, Don't Spoil the Ending. We just did Wonder Woman at the weekend. Which, like, as of when this episode released, it should have been out for a day back at that point. Yeah, should um, already be live. So if, if, if you like this, then... Please go and check that out because, like, that is a really good episode. Yeah. Quite happy with that one. And uh, I think it's fair to say, no spoilers, but we all enjoyed the film pretty much, didn't we? So, uh, yeah. yeah, if you like Wonder Woman, if you like movie podcasts, go and check it out. Let us know what you think on the on the social media. That'd be great. And uh, this week we're looking at doing the Mummy. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we're planning on going on on, on the weekend now, so yeah. that we can review it um, for Just next week. For next week's podcast, so uh, keep an eye out for that one. But other than that, I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm done for this week. You, anything um, more you want to add? No, that's absolutely perfect for me. Great stuff. Okay. Well, yeah. If you've got any feedback, uh, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, but if not, just keep on listening, and uh, we'll be back next week with episode part six, episode six. Episode six yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great stuff. So, uh, yeah. Cheers. Have a good week. See you later. Bye bye. Bye.